Good morning, Kent. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Man, I'm so glad that you have released this because I have been with CNN. I swear I was like one of the very first children to ever watch it because, I mean, when when it was on TV, I became mesmerized by it because it was like, I love news and this thing won't stop. It just keeps giving it to me. Yeah, you know, the book really opens up with a love letter to Ted Turner and his vision for CNN because he had this wonderful idea that whenever you had a political controversy, you should get the smartest person on the left and the smartest person on the right to argue and you know let the public make up their mind. And unfortunately, what's happened is now CNN will get you know, a relatively smart person on the left and the stupidest person on the right. And, and you know that's what they give their viewers. And, and you know, Fox News often does kind of the same thing, you know, smart person on the right and you know the dumbest version of the left. And, and I really don't think that serves us. And, you know, it, it wasn't surprising to me to find out that in 2004, Ted Turner was basically kicked out of CNN. Yes. You know, it was taken away from him. So, you know, when I, I looked at it through that lens, I, I could say to myself, oh, OK, that's that's why in the past, you know, 18, 19 years, CNN has gone in this direction. You know, one of the things you, you bring up a very interesting point about he said, she said, they said, blah, 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 because I mean, that I mean, that changed me uh, during the whole entire Trump era in the way that all of a sudden I was watching everybody getting my own opinion and I was accepting that as news. And then I had an argument with myself saying, that's not news. You're getting everybody's opinion. You're not getting the real story. And that's why I am really studying your book there, Kent. Yeah. And, and so I, I think it's also interesting because one of the things that gets covered early in the book was how CNN made this shift away from hard news, which is, you know, let's say there's a plane crash in Honduras, which kills a couple Americans. Well, the old CNN would fly, you know, their news crew out there to cover it right on the ground. But the new CNN wouldn't spend that money. Right. And so they pulled back a lot of money from the hard reporting because kind of the talking heads thing was, you know, was cheaper and filled with more drama. And, and, and you know, to an extent, I, I have some sympathy for uh, CNN and, and maybe what the media in general has done, because we in the public, I, I hate to say it, we, we like a good fight. And, <laughs> and, and maybe, maybe it's, it's on us as much as it's on them that we're not supporting you know, really objective news and, and, you know, seeing both sides. Maybe we as human beings like to have our prejudices and biases yep. confirmed rather than confronted. And and we love our drama, too, because to see Don Lemon in the morning, I'm going, oh, what's going on? They had that big shakeup on top. What's happening now? And the thing about it is, though, is that our local news is doing the same thing. They're taking the top dog anchors and they're putting them in mornings. And I'm going, what is CNN doing here? Because they have to be inspiring these smaller networks or shows. Yeah, yeah. And so... You know, this leads to the bigger question that, you know, so we started with bias and and Carrie, you know, documented that very wonderfully. Project Veritas did a wonderful job, Um, you know, and I wanted to make sure that that this book had more than just, oh, CNN is biased. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I hired some of the world's best researchers to do a deep dive into into CNN and these are guys that you pay them a bunch of money and they tell you, hey, I might not find anything. Okay, you might not find anything. Okay, I understand. I may be wasting my money. Um, but what they came back was two really disturbing things. First of all, 
CNN has a digital intelligence group. Now that's basically like a digital protection for the network. And my guys are experts in cybersecurity. And, and they said, well, look, CNN's got four or 5,000 employees maybe. And, uh, you know, maybe they need 10, 15 people uh, to protect their digital network. And, and you can understand, you know, their news agency, they would want to make sure that, that they're protected. But instead of having 15 to 20 guys, they have 220 employees. Wow. And, and when my researchers looked at, you know, who were the people at the top, well, they had military cyber intelligence training in digital warfare. Mm. So my guys were panicked by this. They said, why in God's name does CNN have such a large digital intelligence group that looks to us like a digital warfare fighting group? Why, why are they developing what seem to be offensive capabilities? And, you know, are they just going to, you know, do an attack against Fox or are they going to do something larger? And then, you know, the, the, the second thing that we got was that there, my guys uncovered through publicly available sources, 21 individuals at CNN who in the past 10 or 15 years have left journalism to go work for the government in an intelligence capacity. Yep. And this was really concerning to them. And they said, you know, why is it that these journalists who are supposed to speak truth to power go to work for power, sign secrecy oaths <laughs> with power, and then go back into journalism? And I, I think that probably the most egregious example is Jim Secuto, their national security correspondent. So from December 2011 to May of 2013, he was chief of staff at our embassy in Beijing, China, and special advisor to our ambassador there. Now, you know, God love the diplomats, but let's let's be honest, they're they're read into the intelligence, right? <laughs> Can we say that? You know, they're kind of like the polite spies, all right? So, are you telling me that? Jim Secuto is chief of staff at the U.S. Embassy in Beijing, China. Are you telling me he doesn't have to sign a whole bunch of security oaths right. before they let him see the secrets? And then he goes back to CNN where he's going to report honestly on the national security stories around the world and in our own country? No, it seems to me that you know this is the corruption of Jim Secuto. This is where he gets turned. Now, what may happen to him? He may not think that at the beginning. He may be told all sorts of things. But the fact is, the intelligence agencies then have their hooks in them. And, you know, I would imagine that, you know, if he does any story that's really good and really embarrassing, you know, I imagine that he gets a call from somebody telling him <laughs> not to do that. <laughs> That's speculation, but when you see this pattern again and again, you go, I'm sorry, what journalist of old would go, God, I want to go work for the government and sign secrecy oaths and then go back to journalism. That'll be a great career choice. Well, it's it's almost like the world of wise guy. We're, we're going to go plant this journalist in this place. He's going to learn as much as he can, gain some trust, and then, we're, and then we've got an inside to the story. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and I am, I'm a hundred percent behind people saying, "Well, Kent, you're speculating now." And I'm yeah, like, yeah, "Yeah, I am." But but then you tell me 
what self-respecting journalist wants to go work for the government? Right. Right. Man, what a brilliant book. I want to talk to you more and more in the future, Kent, because I mean, this this book, I'm going to be using it as a tool in my broadcasting classes because it's going to open up a lot of people's eyes when it comes to news. Please come back to this show anytime in the future, sir. Thanks so much. You bet. Be brilliant today.